Judging by his smile, Presage enjoyed a satisfying gulp before continuing. You are on the planet Azimuth, in the country of Meridia, and we've called for your assistance. Recently, Meridia's governing body, the Aulic Assembly, disappeared. Each of you was born with a psychic link to one of the six members on the Assembly. As you passed through the mobile portal, you inherited the abilities of your links on the assembly. Presage sipped his tea as he eyed each of the kin. When his warm stare landed on her, Riley smoothed her skirt. Max rubbed his knees. I don't understand how we can help. Forgive my candid explanations, but there is little time. An ancient evil, Biscara, has returned to our world. We believe he is responsible for the Assembly's disappearance. Biscara wages war through his mortal sons, and we believe an individual named Malefet Kekothes has emerged and raised a powerful army with Biscara's aid. On your planet, some of the larger wars and catastrophes had Biscara's support as well. You would know him on Earth as Satan. Biscara. Malefic. The face from her nightmare resurfaced and then vanished. Riley shifted and her stomach churned. Their names sounded awful. How do you know about Earth? She brushed a strand of loose hair from her brow and repressed a shiver. A gust whipped through and the chill worsened. Even the crackle of campfires couldn't stay the thickening fog. Presage gazed at her with deadpan green eyes and sipped his tea while holding the cup with both hands. My dear, we all originated from Earth. They peered up at him, squirming as they sat. Even Stuart, who had stopped observing other soldiers and seemed focused on the conversation, fussed. Presage's answer hadn't satisfied Riley, but she didn't press. Cumber plodded over to the old officer, crouched down, and whispered into his ear. He was a soldier of middle age, garbed in wool garments instead of armor. A sword hung from his boiled leather belt. Alas, we must saddle up and move from this location. Sitting in one place too long is not safe. We are off to the capital of Meridia, Miracuse. Presage rose as several soldiers hurried around the camp and packed their belongings. Tents were broken down and stored, food wrapped tidy, fires stamped out, and horses loaded. Everyone rushed about, save the kin. Riley clustered with the others, trying to stay out of the way as warriors scurried around them. Cumber walked up to them with satchel in hand. You must be hungry. This here is chud, which lasts a long time when traveling and offers many nutrients. It's made from the roots of druids, and it tastes pretty good to boot. Nick sat on the deck overlooking the Truth Seeker's headquarters, Horologium. A glistening bubble encased the immense city, and a beautiful backdrop of space and dazzling stars surrounded the dome. Across from him was Corvin, who had been sent to brief him on his transformation. I am no different. My legs are sore from walking so much, said Nick, waving his hands. Corvin nodded. You are flesh and blood out here on the celestial stratum. You may be killed in battle and reach a higher plane. We eat, drink, and sleep as we used to. He had flaxen hair and dark skin, 
and claimed to be from a southern country on Azimuth. The desert is made of glass, and our city, Mihabal, is of a milky stone near an oasis. Perhaps one day you will see it. Does a higher plane exist? Heaven? We're not in touch with the higher plane, though our studies and customs suggest so. Can I visit Earth? We are unable to enter the mortal atmosphere, albeit as a kinsaver. The rules are skewed for you. I'm not sure what your abilities are. Nick nodded, a little dejected, as he yearned to go home to visit his family once more. He gazed off into Horologium, with its several high towers. In the center stood the tallest, a large silver clock adorning the top. The emblem of a sphere rested below it. A knock drummed from the chamber's door behind them. Denon entered the room and approached the deck. Spiro strode behind him. We need every able soldier. Denon turned to Corvin. Nick and Corvin rose. Come with me, said Denon. They exited the chamber and walked down bright hallways flooded with brilliant moonlight. Nick met Spiro's gaze. He wondered what a star dart was.